Support for this NPR podcast comes from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company, family-owned, operated, and argued over since 1980. Proud supporter of independent thought, whether that's online, over the air, or in a bottle. More at sierranevada.com. It's New Music Friday, and we're looking at the essential new albums out for March 16th. I'm Robin Hilton from All Songs Considered, and we're kicking it off with Snoop Dogg's gospel album, Bible of Love. I said I woke up early this morning I'm nowhere near where I need to be But look at me, I'm feeling free this morning Get out my bed, move my hands, stand on my feet I'm thanking Jesus this morning, yeah I know I don't talk to you much When times get rough, I'm on my knees and I'm calling you Cause I know that you will always bring me through and I I'm joined this week by NPR Music's Rodney Carmichael Hey Rodney Hey, what's going on Robin? And Ann Powers in Nashville. Hello. So, Rodney, Snoop Dogg, he's got a gospel album that's more than two hours long, like any great church uh, service when the yeah. Holy Spirit moves you. Uh, what is he doing here? Man, I think Snoop is continuing to be himself and give us every variation ever. I mean, this dude has, has been in the game for more than 25 years now, and I think in these last few years, he's just found ways to continue to just offer new parts of himself and reinvent himself. I think he really means it. I mean, I like the fact, Rodney, you say he's showing us new parts of himself rather than saying he's putting on new styles or assuming things that, you know, he's reaching outside of himself for. I mean, this this is a guy who can do full-on blowfly style, dirty rap and more, (laughs) and yet still truly express his faith and his connection to the gospel tradition. This this album impresses me so much. It has tons of like f- real serious gospel stars on it. Marvin Sapp's on it. Ty Tribbett's on it. Car- Clark sisters are on it. And it's real. It's him. It doesn't sound fake to me at all. You mentioned Ty Tribbett. Let's hear a little bit of the song You featuring Ty Tribbett. Okay. Are y'all ready? <laughs> Turn it up. Snoop. Rodney and I were talking before the show about how there really isn't a lot of Snoop on this record, but man, some heavy hitters from the gospel world for sure. And I think this record's kind of amazing. Yeah, I agree. I think it's interesting that, you know, you've seen this trend recently in hip hop the last few years with rappers taking on or dipping their toe in the gospel. You know, Kanye kind of started it off with Life of Pablo, which he called a gospel album before his release at one point, but you know, ended up not necessarily being that, right? It was a very ironic twist. He had a couple of songs that sampled gospel. Chance was on one of those songs, and Chance went on to do an album where he had songs that were a lot more gospel, and 
you know, Kendrick puts out like the most anti-gospel Christian take of an album with Damn. And it feels like Snoop is like, you know, okay, all of y'all are kind of playing with it, dancing around it. I'm about to do just a straight up gospel album, like for real. He goes all in. Yeah, no, I think it's cool. I think it'll be interesting to see how many Snoop fans really consider this uh, a regular listen. Snoop Dogg, Bible of Love, out now. Let's go to another record that was a complete surprise for me, even though this is a, a veteran band I've loved for a long time, and that's the new record from the Decemberists called I'll Be Your Girl. All through once in my, all through once in my life Could just something go, could just something go right in my, all through once in my life, could just something go, could just something go right, I've been waiting all my life, I've been It's interesting that this record starts off with a strummed guitar and it sounds very much like what you would expect from a record from the Decemberists. And then yeah. about a minute and a half into it, the drop comes and it's suddenly 80s synth pop. Well, they were ready for a change. They shifted from their usual producer, Tucker Martin, who is a fantastic producer, yeah. no no shade on Tucker, to John Congleton, who's, you know, worked with people like, who has he worked with, Robin? Uh, he did the most recent Soons record. He's worked with Swans. He's he's worked with St. Vincent. Like, really adventurous sonically, those, those groups. So they walked in there wanting to try something new, and they watched, I guess they went to a different studio. Let's listen to a little bit of a song called Severed.
I, I think this is a, another surprise sound that they pull off, uh, much like Snoop Dogg does on the gospel record. Uh, yeah. But I'm a huge I'm a huge fan of John Congleton, so I'm glad they hooked up with him for this one, the Decemberists, I'll Be Your Girl. Out now. Let's go to the electronic duo S.A. Pa and their new album, New Path. <laughs> I won't lie to you guys, I really like music a lot. And I, I really love how there are so many different sounds that come out every week. And this is a great record, New Path from S.A. Paw, uh, electronic duo from Montreal. They're married, Marie Davidson and Pierre Guerneau. This record's interesting, and I, I know you really loved it. It's based on the novel A Scanner Darkly. Yeah, uh, one of Philip K. Dick's most famous novels. It's about addiction. It's about alternate realities. It's about a character who goes through sort of the lost and scrambled uh, reassembly of his own identity. It was also made into a wonderful animated film by Richard Linklater. In fact, New Path is the name of the rehabilitation clinic where the main character, Bob Arctor, goes when he is going through withdrawal from this substance called Substance D. And this album, I think, captures that mood that's fundamental to Philip K. Dick and thus fundamental to so much dystopian fiction, art, film, music these days, which is this disassociative feeling, this, this feeling like so many inputs are coming at you, so much is coming at you through your sensoneural paths that you can't absorb it, that it kind of turns you into something else. And that's the feeling I get from this record. Yeah, it's smooth and glossy and a little dark and a little beautiful. New Path is the record from that. Sort of like you on a Friday night. It really is. A little beautiful, (laughs) a little dark, and in bed by 8.30. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of hard for me to switch gears now, but we're going to go to a truly heartbreaking record, another one from Mount Erie. The record is called Now Only. I sing to you. I sing to you. I sing to you, you don't exist, I sing to you though, when I address you, who am I talking to? front yard like an open wound repeating I love you to who (laughs) 
you know, when I first heard this was coming out, I have to admit, I thought, wow, can we absorb another right? How much intense more, more grief work can like we? this? Yeah. yeah, because, you know, A Crow Looked at Me was ex- extremely unusual in many ways, not only in that it Elvrum grieved the loss of his wife, Genevieve Castre, but he documented his grief, you know? He cast a cold eye on it in this remarkable way in these songs. I don't know if people will agree with me, but I feel like this might even be the greater record because as we walk with him on this journey, now there are new layers of his experience that he shares with us, including the layer that's about him releasing A Crow Looked at Me and confronting what it means to you know, have to perform this intensely personal music in front of summer festival crowds. And so what does it mean? Why am I doing this and how am I doing this? And it is such a rich work. It reminds me of Joan Didion's book, The Year of Magical Thinking, which she wrote after the, the death of her husband, and examining what grief is and what talking about grief is. And it's a gift to us, I think. I can't help but wonder if, if this is cathartic for him. Like, I wonder, is this helping over time? Is this helping him? I think the record itself actually asks that question, Rodney. Um, you know, there's this one song where he talks about being backstage at a festival, uh, talking to Father John Misty, and then he's going out and, you know, performing these songs, and, and he's trying to figure out how to live within that this life where he is the narrator of his grief, but also the bearer of his grief. Mount Erie in the record, Now Only. Uh, one more record that we want to talk about before we go, but I want to mention a just real quickly, a few other releases that are out today for March 16th. The Yola Tango record is out now. There's a riot going on. There's a record by Bishop Nehru called Elevators, Act 1 and 2, also out today. And one of my favorite artists of the past year, Caroline Says, No Fool Like an Old Fool, also out today. I have a few to mention that are kind of unusual releases. One is this Indiana soul band called Durand Jones and the Indications. They play classic soul. And then the other is by this curious 19-year-old British artist who was raised in France. His name is Lauren Auder, I guess, A-U-D-E-R. He creates this mix of Nick Drake's sort of orchestral pop and, and like weird gothic elements, almost like a little Nick Cave or punk thrown in. Um, his record called Who Carries You? Rodney. Yeah, a couple of good releases out today. Prime drops their second collaboration, and that is between DJ Premier and Royce59. This is classic hip-hop. And this is P-R-H-Y-M-E. Exactly. Prime. And we also got Rich Homie Quan, who is an Atlanta trap rapper that's kind of been away for a while. And he's back with an album titled Rich as in Spirit, which seems like a very interesting change of direction a little bit for him. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. All right, our last record of the day, Michelle Indege Ocello. Nice. And the record's ventriloquism. <laughs> Take me home. Take me home. 
I love the title of this record, Ventriloquism, because it's a covers album. Yeah, well, I mean, she mines some of the best and maybe in some cases forgotten R&B from the 80s and early 90s, and she refashions it with this very kind of folky, bluesy approach. She said that she was listening to a lot of Neil Young when she was making the album. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I think that that really comes across and... It's soulful, but it's not soulful in the very narrowly defined way that R&B was in the 80s. The other thing is, like, I like the way she kind of, it, it, it almost feels, I don't know if it was purposeful or not, but it feels like in some ways she's kind of playing with our notions around gender, just based mm. on some of her song selection and, you know, how she takes a song like Ralph Tresvant's Sensitivity, where he yeah. says, you, you need a man with sensitivity, and, you know, she keeps his gendered nouns and pronouns in place and it kind of makes you look at that era and we don't really have a lot of men in R&B nowadays who are singing about being sensitive and that kind of stuff anymore. She does tender love as well. Exactly, exactly. That's another one, Force MDs. I was surprised by how much she makes these songs her own. Yeah, I really like what she does with, uh, with Tina Turner's song. Private Dancer. Private, Private Dancer. Dancer, yeah. I yeah. mean, that song has always been dark, right? I mean, if you listen to the lyrics, but the way she redoes it, she puts that darkness front and center. Michelle and Dego Cello, the record is Ventriloquism. A reminder for a complete playlist of all the albums we talked about, you can check the podcast description for this episode. You can also listen to full versions of songs from these records and a whole lot of other great releases in our new Music Friday playlist from NPR Music. Go to npr.org slash Spotify or open the Spotify app and search for NPR Music. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you so Rob. much. For NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. Take